0: Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life Podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life Podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life Podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, Habits of healthy people and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. I
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike M.C. Reed, and as always, I got my lovely co-host Diana <laughs> Gotti from the Wellbeing Coalition, doing it the Gotti way.
2: Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were just, she, like, she's ready to go home already. Uh,
2: <laughs> and I just got here.
1: For real, like, what's up? There's nothing personal. I know. You, you know? ready to go see your hubby? He back? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for you guys. That's great.
2: Yeah, me too. So, Although we have an event tomorrow, so we're not going to get to spend too much time, but.
1: That's okay. Yeah, sure. His, his, the, his the thing de- is almost over, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah
2: so. so he'll be home soon. Well, next month, but right. So for Father's guy, Day,
1: you guys are halfway through.
2: Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Be good.
1: <laughs> but you're present right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like, No, I'm not. But let's go.
0: Physically, yeah. <laughs> she's here. Right. Okay.
1: Anyways, uh, we have our special guests today with us. We have Rosie and jo- Joseph Josephine. Josephina, Josefina. Josefina from AVC and Grow, not it's a nonprofit where they provide social, recreational, and mentoring programs for individuals and with special needs and their families. How yeah. are you ladies doing today? We're
0: doing fantastic. Very thank you good. so thank much you. for having us here today. Yes. Oh, thank
1: you for you know uh, doing what you do and bringing awareness to uh, people with special needs and disabilities because you know that's uh, one of the things that's in the forefront of my heart as well. We're going to talk about that, uh, but since Diana don't have Dun, any da, da, names dam. for us we just gonna <laughs> jump right in it. <laughs> right. So, um, it so let's talk about it so to talk about your nonprofit. Uh, let's start off with um you know when you guys started and how did it start
0: um well we started about five years ago right 2018 yeah. or so we exactly have the uh, name and everything together.
3: And in um, september 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah you can pull it towards you yeah you, you can pull it, pull it towards you yeah
0: yeah, move yeah. it, yeah. Don't be scared.
3: Yeah,
1: don't be scared. You can, you can touch
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So, I mean, it started, officially, it started about five years ago. We've okay. always been nice. um, a parent support group, you know, non-officially, and doing our own type of uh, advocacy work. And then we met um, when I moved over here. And then um, through the process, we decided to form our nonprofit so we can have a better outreach yeah. mm-hmm. with our community.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, nonprofits, um, it takes a while to build. And it's not easy. Yes. It takes a while, and it's not easy. And um, so five years, sounds about right. But you guys are making a huge impact out here.
0: I hope so. I hope so. I think, um, you know, we've done uh, quite a bit of uh, positive work, and we hope to be able to um, do better work, bigger work in our community, and um, hopefully we can keep on going. Yeah,
3: We are so happy to have this uh, awareness in the community because especially we – when our families being included in everything,
0: mm-hmm. like everybody else.
1: Right. So so how did you how did it get started? Like who started it?
0: Um, who started the nonprofit? Yes. Um, well if I was I don't wanna say it's always been a dream of mine, but um, you know, through my journey with my son, um, we came together and we met and um, we just started we have another partner that's not here today and um, she at the time was working as a BCBA behavior analyst and um, we just started talking about it how we can have a bit bigger outreach and we just started throwing ideas out there and we figured being a nonprofit was the best thing to do mm-hmm. and um, we just decided and we went down downtown and we filed and we said let's do it and let's do it right and um, we're here today so.
1: I love it. Yeah. I think I met you, uh, the first time I met you, because I, I know your sister, Bellin, and she's supposed to be here. What's yes. up, Bellin? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I miss you, but uh, she's she going to be here at some point. Um, I met you the first time. Do you remember?
0: It was during our toy oh. giveaway. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. We had a toy gi-
1: giveaway up in uh, Lancaster. Um, I yeah. forget the name of the park.
0: Prime Desert, will Prime Desert, yeah, preserve, yes. yeah.
1: Uh, that was huge.
0: It was, you know, that we was a great success that day. It was. We um, typically do our annual toy giveaway. It used to be in person, and then due to COVID, we didn't want to stop. Kids are still kids; they're still um, mm-hmm. in need of toys and love, and so we decided to do a drive-through version, and that actually has worked pretty well. It gives us the opportunity to reach out to more children because it's a drive-through style, and um, they get off and they still take their pictures with Santa and um, get as many toys as they want, and um, everyone everyone leaves happy. So. And I mean, it's very fulfilling to us. Right.
1: And, and, but you guys um, still had a truck full of uh, toys. We did, yeah. Yeah, so we definitely need to get the word out next year and get more kids. Even though there was a lot of kids there, you know, you guys was able to gather a lot of toys for these yeah. kids.
0: And what we did, we ended up delivering a lot of them. Sometimes they're unable to show up. Some of mm-hmm. the children have behavior issues, right. you know, things like that. So we want to make sure that they're still able to take somehow, some way. So mm-hmm. during yeah. our different events, we still took the toys out, and if they needed one, we still provided them with the toys.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and i and, uh, just gonna mention uh, we we oh. are doing right now as a drive um, drive through, mm-hmm. but in the beginning we did it in person. The first one we did it was in person, and remember it was in a church in Pampanga. So we
0: were so so happy to. She's I'm sweating over here. She's like oh, like oh yeah, there, like she's like my mom.
3: Thank you. I tried to move the best. Oh, no, this is okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was very, very good experience. And just back then, I remember we didn't have any support and we looking everywhere for help. And thank God we did it. But it, it was like we have Santa, we have pictures, we have families mm-hmm. together. It mm-hmm. was amazing.
0: And we try to strive to make it a family event so it's not just children with special needs as their siblings and right. friends and you know, so we try to make it family oriented.
1: No, and that's the best part when you know the whole family is uh included. Yeah. And they get to participate, you know, their little like you said, little siblings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for coming out that day. You helped volunteer to pass out some toys and that was really special. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. we could count on you this year too. Absolutely, hundred okay,
1: percent. <laughs> I live right around the corner, so I could just uh, walk there. Nice. We're
0: yeah. bring, we're bringer too. <laughs> yeah. I know.
2: And especially for uh, you know Christmas time, not everyone's able to receive something. Mm-hmm. So just to know that you know they have someone to count on, it always brings uh, joy to to someone and families and needs and like you mm-hmm. said, um, siblings. Some families have multiple siblings. That's right. That you know, maybe some expenses go towards medical bills, or you know, it just leaves them in a little tight spot. So, um, that's awesome that you guys are able yeah. to provide this service.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you know? Yeah, well, do so,
1: it again. So no, absolutely, and and I'm looking forward to it because I enjoy it. And, and whenever you guys have something like that, please feel free to um, call me and let me know, and I'm there to volunteer and help. Like you know, earlier I told you. I've been doing this since I was 12 years old.
0: That's right. We would love to hear more about yeah. your journey. Tell us. <laughs> it's
1: never about me. Yeah. But no, so, I mean, at 12 years old, um, my sister, um, my older sister, one of my older sisters, she used to work with, um, she, um, with special needs kids. And um, back then um, in L.A., she used to go to this park up in Carson. Mm. And every Saturday she would pick me up. And every Saturday morning, we did you know activities with uh, special needs kids over there, yes. and I did that for about three years, mm-hmm. so twelve maybe twelve to fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it every Saturday. Like I didn't complain. It was fun, and then like some nights, you know, they had they have like prom nights. So um, uh-huh. during the summer or something, you know, they would do like prom dances. So they did back then. They did everything that the schools wasn't doing, right? Mm, like right. you know, those, these kids that be at home or whatever at home and they didn't get a prom or anything. So we gave them that. Right. So it, it was really uh, interesting and, and fun, and actually, we all became family. Like, one family I'm still in touch with out there, like, you know, they're just incredible. And, like, you just become a part of this small family community, mm-hmm. and it was great. So I started doing that, and and it's crazy that, you know, at 12 years old, like, I didn't really understand it at all right, yeah. but, and I didn't really underst- know at the time that when I was 25 is when I had my son, mm-hmm. and he was born with a disability. So I didn't know back then God was preparing me for my son.
0: That's right
1: like that's just crazy how that works yeah so so yeah so you know my excuse me my son you know he has cerebral palsy and um so you know ever since you know he was born um his mom like i was always self-employed so i was always the one at home and i took care of him to come to his physical therapy to come to his you know schools and you know all his doctor's appointments his ieps and everything so um, i enjoyed it though i enjoyed the activities um even like now um He's 26 right now, and um, I'm one of the AYSO's AYSO soccer coaches nice. for the Valencia um, Epic League. So they call it Epic Now. Epic it's not, now. It's not yes. VIP, it's yeah. Epic Now. Right. Um, so I'm in Valencia, Region 46. And I've been doing that with him for the last eight years.
0: Wow,
1: that's great. I mean, that's, so like right now it's our off season, mm-hmm. but. um, I, start I love, back in fall? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we are, um, I think we're already full for fall. Like, we have four teams. It's
0: such a sought-after program, it is. But it, it's a testament to um, how much our children want to be active and yes. be included into things as simple as sports. Right. And A lot of people take for granted.
1: No, and and it, and, and it, it was bad during the pandemic because we had to shut down. Obviously. That's right. And some of these kids, a lot of them really, like we have practice on Monday and we have our games on Saturdays. A lot of these kids, that's all they have because mm-hmm. they just stuck in the house. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: So for them to come out and play soccer, it's like.
0: They look forward to that.
1: Exactly. Yep. So when it rains during the fall or, or like the pandemic, like that's heartbreaking because they yes. like. Yeah.
0: <sighs> they don't understand it. They don't this understand. Is, this is this what is they what, live for.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. even like this fall season, um, it got pushed back three weeks because of the, all the rain. Mm-hmm. The fields kept getting flooded. Yeah. And so they was just at home like, oh. When we gonna go to practice? When we got one game. That's like,
2: right. Oh, that's
1: no, right. and it's it sucks for them, you know. But um, once they get out there, I mean, it's just a, such a joy. Mm-hmm. And like so, our this past uh season was our summer league. And our summer league, we only really do one team mm-hmm. because a lot of parents are on vacation. They so they mm-hmm. travel. Uh but we have to turn around a a lot, a of, lot of people. Yeah.
0: Well, how many do you normally have in the fall?
1: Like, I want to say nine.
0: 90, oh, wow. so That's you have multiple teams. Yes. Oh, no,
1: yeah, we, we have our, everywhere from four years old all the way up to 30. Yeah,
0: well, I, too, was a um, parent coordinator here, and uh, for AYSO with my son for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Lancaster, and um, unfortunately, that region no longer holds the epic, mm-hmm. and so we we're over at Palmdale. And so we started Palmdale last year with my son. And um, Dina, she's the coach here in Palmdale. She's a wonderful soul. She runs a great program. And last year was the first year that it grew to 40 children, so three teams, which is wonderful. And so it's open now. Registrations are open now for the VIP um, EPIC, I want to say. So in Palmdale. So if there's anyone out there, um, four years and over. So come and sign up and participate. It's a great program.
1: It is a great program. Uh, and we have to turn kids away because we don't have enough coaches yeah. or volunteers. Mm, that's right. And it's hard mm. for us, like, I was actually one of the co-directors over there in Valencia, uh, but then I had to stop because they needed more coaches, so I had to go coach to again. Because I started off being a coach, but then they moved me up to co-director. Mm-hmm. But now I'm back coaching because mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't have enough. So. Yeah.
0: And buddies, too. Sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. we lack those buddies, too. You have to, field. yeah, because
1: we just don't send the kids on the field. Like, we yeah. have to be out there with them. So, I'm literally running. I think I'm, and <laughs> yeah, I hope nobody here listen to this. <laughs> I'm probably one of the fittest coaches out there. So, I, I, can, <laughs> I can run back and forth, you know. Good. No, because they're old. Like, yeah. the other dads, they're older. So, the, you know, they can't get around like me.
0: Right. Okay, you know. nice. <laughs> <laughs> shows those muscles. <laughs> but they're great
1: dads, you know. Their family, I, I love them all. I appreciate yeah. them for even being out there, and you know. But I'm, I'm, I think me and one of the other head coaches, we were the ones that's running back and yeah. forth. Yeah. But some of them need buddies, you know, mm-hmm. and assistance, you know, because some of them are in wheelchairs, some of are in walkers. So yeah. some of them like to just run around wild, and that's okay. That's what that's they a- do. They, yeah. they they understand they're they're playing soccer but they're playing it their way their way and it's okay yeah like, i i love like uh, one of our kids zachary he's just all around the field mm-hmm. but he's so happy yeah. and just having it's fun. it's like the best game ever it is the yeah. best game ever and, yeah. but when he gets the ball he does kick it and shoot it and go mm-hmm. but other than that like he's just running around having fun and that's great. the motto everyone
0: plays their yeah. way but they play
1: yeah everyone so. plays everyone scores um I love it, um I hate that I have to turn around kids you know during the summertime, but That's hard. yeah, we yeah. like I think we had for the summer we had um i want to say t- twenty two kids That's still a lot no, it is mm-hmm. right, and it's only i want to say four or five of us coaches, yeah, oh wow, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um
2: there needs to be more more
1: volunteers no it, it is it, we we definitely do need more volunteers um especially with the um the younger ages. Yeah. Because the younger kids like four and five, like so they don't they play soccer, but you know that that's the smaller group is more of okay, let's just teach them fundamental stuff. Mm -hmm. Just getting used to being on the field and all that. But you know the, the new and those are our new kids and new parents. And typically um they don't realize that they have to be out there with us. Right. So they they thinking, like, okay, I'm going to someone's play soccer. Gonna, yeah. Send a kid out and they just stand on the sidelines. Right. So we always got to be like, oh, no, you got to come you out of here. come little. up. So, right. Yeah. But then, you know, after like a couple of practices, they get used to it. Now all of a sudden they're in their sweats because right. they don't come in their sweats. Right. They're in their jeans. They, yeah, they're, that's they're like low. cardio. Right. Bra- oh, my goodness. Long wow. chairs yeah. and just chilling. We like, oh, you ain't going to need none of that. Right.
0: <laughs> no bring your water bottle. Yeah, bring your, water bring bottle your sneakers, up. the yeah. water bottle, right. and it's something to move in. But they see
1: how much fun it is, and and, and that's how we get our volunteers. And
0: then you see them um, throughout the years if they stick with the program. You know, we've seen kids, right? So when they start at four, now you see them progress through the different teams. Now they're 12. And then it helps also to, you know, if I take a look at my son's circle of friends, they're all from his soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's so important because it's not just going out to play. You're building relationships and yes. you're working on those social skills and you're um building also uh, that sensitation to being outside mm-hmm. yes. and so it's, it's so much more and then yeah. it also helps parents because you're around um other parents that understand your journey yeah. and that's how we get to know each other yeah. and then yes. you know create our own support network yeah. so it's it's a much bigger thing than and, people and, realize and i love
1: it because the moms like the moms don't typically come out and help like, right, they they, they, <laughs> they take care of the snacks, and, you know, they're like the team moms, right? right. Which is great, and they do a lot. Uh, but one thing I do love about them is they pass on information. Mm-hmm. Information mm-hmm. in this area is so important that, you know, the city and the uh, schools don't really give you, right? Mm-hmm. So the moms, I love the fact that they network together, and they would be like, oh, no, call this person, do this, do that. Like, yeah. this is my experience, so. Oh, wow. So no, yeah, they... They really team up and they, yeah. and they help. It's like that's, I, I really feel like when you have that type of community, like yeah. that's the best resource because yeah. they're coming from experience. They they, right. they know, they've been through it. They know what to go through because, and not the down the city or you know anybody else or the teachers or school yeah. anything, but they just don't always give you the right information that you need. Right. Right. Cause they're not sitting down with you personally. Right. right. But the mom, they're just sitting there talking. And so they're living like, it every day. They're living it mm-hmm. every day. Right. So yeah. it's easier for them to talk and communicate yeah. and be a better resource than anything else.
3: Yeah. yeah. But, but let me tell yes. you another important thing about that is uh, they are fi- They find people like them mm-hmm. and they share experience. They share right. uh, empathy mm-hmm. and, and they don't feel alone. Yes. Especially in, in our journey. It's very important because sometimes when you have a diagnosis, you say oh, where I go, what I do. Yeah. And that communication with other parents like us help us to find resources to share information mm-hmm. and just to you know sometimes to have a shoulder and to cry.
1: Right. You know? mm-hmm. It's very important. No, right. and, and, and yeah. some and some of and I have a couple of kids where even though we do look for volunteers and we want the parents to come out and help, but we also understand that like I have a couple of kids where a child is so high active, it's literally twenty four seven like he don't sleep. Mm. So they're up at two, three, four in the morning. 'Cause he's just up, yeah. right? Yeah. So that parents need a, he, they need a break. Yeah. And, and our soccer league gives that parent, even if it's for an hour, hour and a half, gives them that time. rest and, and that break. Mm-hmm. So we're understanding for that as well. We oh, like, wow. you know, so we do have a you know, couple of parents where we say, No, just leave them. you you go because we understand that. Like, mm-hmm. no, you need a break too.
0: And what we try to do here and and um and this so again, coming back to resources, is trying to identify the issue, right? So sometimes parents say, well, I can't go. I'm too tired. Right. Or um, I don't have transportation or whatever the reason. So we try to advocate for, okay, well, do you have a, a ABA therapist that comes to the home? Try to schedule them during the times of practice so they can be out in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that regional center could provide you with a social, you know, Uh, recreational you know personal assistant Mm -hmm. they can come out during this time to help you out with them or um yeah and then we try to advocate do you have a sibling that's in high school or do you know someone that could use these um their volunteer hours right during our high school time they have to have Mm -hmm. certain amount of volunteer hours so we try to uh, get some high schoolers to come out as buddies Mm -hmm. to at the same time help our kids but earn their credits that that they need and so we try to uh, find ways how we can make it easier for the parents so they can enroll their child and participate and yeah. and make it a bit more comfortable for them just too. You know right. and yeah. I, and I it's amazing because we see now more more AVA
3: therapists running with the kids, playing oh, wow. with them, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, personal assistants being with them in the in the field, even if we go with them sometimes or not going. But this very important to see they have the support and yeah see that. no yeah because we
1: we have the same thing where yeah. we have a lot of kids with their ABAs on the field because but uh, uh, when the parents first start off they don't realize no you can schedule that time for mm-hmm. this they don't always have to just come to your house and sit at your house right. like it discounts as well and yeah. it's,
0: it's even more important because sometimes you know I would say from my experience with my son my son can lead an ABA session to the therapist mm-hmm. he's very he could tell you exactly what everything is, he could tell you everything that's in her book Mm. and so it's not a matter of of not knowing what to do is doing it out in the community so if when the aba will sit with him at home he'll behave a certain way he knows what to say what to answer and then you're out in the community it's completely different and so it's so important for the child and the therapist to see them in that environment how do they react in that environment and what supports do they need in that environment so we always try to advocate for them to come out and socialize and be part of a sport so Therapist could see the other side of the child, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm just like so blown away, and I mm-hmm. think that's why when we had this conversation, yeah. like, you know, I would like to come on, and you know, we're you neighbors, inviting us, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, um, the conversation is needed because you never know who might need to hear the information or is maybe going through, you know, the same um, or similar. Um, and they just need that advice, that support, or knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, thank yeah, no. you for thank creating you this. For this is. I'm just like blown away, like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is just so much information coming, and just being, I mean, uh, sure that it's gonna get to people that, that need it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: so yeah, thank th- you. Th- th- you mentioned something important, like who may need the information. Yeah. So we have a lot of families yeah. where Sometimes they don't know if they have a child with a need. They don't know where to go to find the need, right. to, to find a diagnosis, to have, to find the support. Mm-hmm. So it's very important, this information, because they they know oh, there is somebody can help right. me to right. find this.
2: And with extracurricular ac- activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: Absolutely. And
1: hey, you know what? I, I want to uh, shout out to all the other teams, AYSO, because those are the... Um, kids that play with our league Mm -hmm. so even though they're regular games like these these other um, um, teams after they play their games there's always because like say for instance we have four teams so four of their teams have to stay back and play another game with yeah. us.
0: And they're tired sometimes. And they are tired yeah. because
1: they really out there at our plant. Right. Yeah. But, you know, what What I've saw over the last eight years, and it, and it touches my heart so much, is that they enjoy it. They These do. other little kids, like like we sit down before a game, yeah. you know, like myself or another coach will go to the other team and kind of explain them, you know, the um, disabilities and, like, what's epic. We say what's mm-hmm. VIP, you know, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it kind of explain them how the game is going to go. And they're so excited and they go out there and so they're helping our kids like, And teaching them how to play soccer.
0: And it's twofold because I think sometimes if you go to a typical game, you have the parents on the sideline, you have the coach on the sideline, the typical games, right? Right. And they're so intense sometimes because it's all about competition and winning. And then they have the chance to play with our kids. And they bring it back to that love of the game where it's not about competition. It's sportsmanship. And it's also helpful to foster inclusivity in kids so young at that age because yeah. that helps them when they become adults, such as your situation, yeah. right? Where you're exposed to individuals that may have different unique needs, yeah. and then you grow up viewing things a bit different as you get older. Right. So, I think it's twofold it in is, that sense.
1: Absolutely. And I actually, had a, p- a parent, um, she made me cry one day because, mm-hmm. um, and this happened a year ago. Um, she had never, it was her first time um, in her child playing soccer, so they had never played the uh, Epic League. Mm-hmm. And after afterwards, I mean, you know how we get put in a line, everybody say thank you. She came up and thanked every coach, but she was crying. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my God, I never knew this existed. She was like, thank you so much for doing this. And it was like, it made me cry. And I was like, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. It's the little things that go way.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy every season. Um, I always tell my direct my director, um, I say, don't turn away kids. If I got to coach two teams, I will. I'll figure it out. Yeah, like because I, I know some of them. This is all I have, and I don't want them to sit it home. And yeah, miss mm-hmm. a, and know. that's
0: what happened here in Palmdale because the Lancaster, um, AYSO, So we always had three teams. It's always mm-hmm. been forty plus children, and um, Palmdale usually had maybe about sixteen or so and um because the uh, Lancaster no long, long, longer holds the epic team um Palmdale blew up right mm. because her Lancaster kids ended up moving yeah. over there but Dina was so gracious to do exactly that I'm not turning anyone away yeah. you know from hosting you know 16 kids every year we're up to 40 and if we need to create another one we will wow. we just need the manpower and the help yeah. and so because is out there which yeah. brings back to um that Letter that community action plan. No, yeah, about and, adaptive programming. No,
1: yeah. So, you guys met with Juan Carrillo, mm-hmm. right? The assembly Carrillo. man is Carrillo. Carrillo, what? Carrillo.
0: I say? you what have I to say. roll those R's. Yeah, oh, double R, <laughs> R, double L, Carrillo. Carrillo, I
2: got you. Thank you. Thank you. No.
1: <laughs> anyway, you guys met with Juan, uh, assembly man, assembly, um, is it man? Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: assembly
1: man for Palmdale, right. Yes. Yeah, and So talk about that. Like, what, what, How did that come about, and what did you guys talk about and discuss?
0: Well, we're excited that he's our um, assembly member here, as you know, that we have two in our mm-hmm. area, and it's always great to be able to uh, get together and meet, um, well, for them to meet constituents and who we are as a community and what's important to us. Yeah. And so I was really happy to see that he hosts a lot of meetings with a lot of community groups and organizations and really takes the time to listen to um, their concerns. And so we figured what's, this is a great time for us to bring out, we have so many concerns, but we figured we talked about it and we said, well, well, let's focus on four and four concerns. And that's what we did. We were able to set up a meeting um, with him. And um, one of those was adaptive programming for our city of Lancaster and city of Palmdale It's so important. We uh, worked with the City of Lancaster uh, Lifeguards Lifeguards, the Aquatic Program a couple years ago prior to COVID and um, we were able to hold a training um, with water safety for individuals that have autism and Mm -hmm. um, other disabilities and in collaboration with them we were able to create their the city's first adaptive um, adaptive swimming program and I'm glad that is still Functioning. Um, yeah, In functioning now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we also um, helped the uh, um, Lancaster Museum as well um, train their staff and um, build their sensory friendly programming hour. Mm-hmm. So we're proud of those two things that the city of Lancaster has um, allowed us to collaborate with, mm-hmm. but we need more. We don't have enough. Oh, this is the reason why AYSO is so impacted, right? The EPIC program. Because right. what else are the children going to do? You have soccer. Thankfully, we have the West Lancaster Little League that offers a challenger baseball program as well. Um, we have Special Olympics here, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And we have hundreds of children in need of social recreational programming, right. sensory-friendly events. And, um, you know, so those, that was one of the community action items that we had for him is to um, have the city really come together, both cities come together, mm-hmm. and create an inclusive, comprehensive plan for individuals with disabilities. We see so many other cities that have adaptive programming and um, yeah. their success. And so we shouldn't be left behind. And yeah.
3: especially because when you see their, their um, uh, newsletters, where they offer all these summer programs, winter programs, you see everything is, is for everybody except accommodations, except inclusive. Uh, when I call, especially my son, I say, OK, I want, he participates. and." robotics by example what you have different to, to offer to my son because he probably gonna need extra help right and they say they can't so they they especially because sometimes they have to remind them again mm-hmm. or be sure they understand that process and when, one time we went there and everybody was working and my son was behind and I say what happened I don't understand I and and I can't they don't know how to ask so mm. That's not working. Even if they, they say these programs can be inclusive, it's not because our kids need special help and accommodations. And as when we are talking about, it needs to be more inclusive. It needs yeah. to be more adapted. Right. the So if they say we're gonna offer these programs, they're gonna offer the inclusive programs for everybody. And and it's a lot of programs we're talking yeah. about: academics, swimming, music, and it's not the extra help. It's Neat, so.
1: right and um and i I want to piggyback off that but i also want to just to your point uh because i was um before i moved out here four years ago i used to live in santa carita and that's why my kids are still out there and that's why i'm a part of that uh valencia mm-hmm. uh, region but uh they do they have a lot of programs out there what's big out there is ice hockey mm-hmm. I which know. i i didn't even think that would be big but they actually have these special uh they're not wheelchairs, but they're walkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where kids, the and they're really saving. Like they yeah. love it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that and basketball is really big out there for yeah. the special needs kids. So I, you're right. We need that out here. And I don't know why yeah. they haven't implemented it out here because they say in other cities they're very successful.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're just—they're actually in the works of building a new sports complex in the city of Palmdale.
0: And I've went to a couple mm-hmm. of their meetings, and yeah. I, you know, try to advocate for them to ensure that, um, you know, they keep in mind adaptive right. programming and yeah. all that. So, I'm hopeful that's in the works but, at Yellen
2: Park.
1: Right. So, just to piggyback off what you were saying, uh, because in one of your uh, items here, I think it's the first item where you said you audited for special education uh, teachers' credentials and stuff. So before the show you and I was talking and um, I kind of went through this experience with my son. So when my son was in elementary, um, it was time for him to go to junior high school and um, they wanted to keep him in the special ed school. But what they didn't realize is that, like I know my son, like me and his mom, we know our son, like he was smart. We knew you had to uh, challenge him for him to do things and he would always succeed. But you know, in a lot of these special ed schools, um, they just want to keep the kids there to color all day. And it's like, how are they going to advance in I'm life yeah. if they just coloring all day? And I was like, no, this don't make no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I mean? Luckily, I my older sister that used to take me when I was twelve, she became a special ed teacher um, for LA County, mm-hmm. and now she's on the board. At the time, she was on the board of special needs. Um, for special education for LA County. So she would tell me like, oh no, go fight it. Like, right. so, so me and my um, ex-wife now, she, uh, we went and we fought. It was a, a long battle mm-hmm. to get my son, to, for them to approve him for a regular, to be in regular junior high. Yeah.
0: But isn't that terrible?
1: It is terrible Absolutely. because they kept saying, oh, no, he's he's not going to be able to get to this class to this class on time. He's not going to be able to do this. Well, not, that was in high school, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going to need help. And it's like, okay, yeah, but you guys can supply one-on-one. But that's
3: right. It's not sad to see yeah. they already destinating them for right. something like, oh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to pass this. And right. and sometimes all they need is uh, extra support to success and and any, any um, assignment they have at school, you know, I find out in my case, my son, when he was in elementary school, they say, oh, he's never going to do this. And right. when he went to middle school, different district, different people, right. with extra support, we find out he was able to do it. Like so. But the, the, like the it. elementary school, they already decide he can't do it. And that's, that's, not that's the same with my
1: son. Mm-hmm. They already projected, oh, he's not going to be able to do junior high school. He's not going to go to high school, not going to go to college, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? My son went all the way to Canyons of the College.
0: That's right. So, oh. and
1: regular. Like, so yeah. it's like, how are you going to tell me? Like, he graduated from uh, Canyon Canyon High School in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like. Yeah, he, he proved them wrong. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like,
1: stop predict putting all these, um, what do you call them? Um. Labels,
0: Labels, stop judging
1: them like you know. Before you like you don't know them the way we know our kids. They
0: have unique needs. Everyone is labels and limits. You know because
3: they say they can't. Right. They already say they can They didn't try.
1: Right, or projecting their fears. Right, right. right. Projecting. That's what I meant to say. They projecting fears mm. on my child. And it's like I know my child. Don't mm. don't do that. I yeah. know if you if you challenge him, he's going to succeed.
0: And what's really hard too is sometimes you know you have parents that um, you know a lot of us were thought to um, taught to uh, respect authority, right? right so you yeah. see a principal, a psychologist, a teacher, and they're telling you X, Y, and Z about your child. Sometimes, you know, we see parents that they just don't question it because that's what the psychologist said. Right. That's what the teacher believes. And so they're the experts, and we're not going to No, question.
1: and you know what? Um, so because my son had cerebral palsy, right? He had it very mildly, but he couldn't walk because he was sick. Right. When he was, I forgot how old he was, but when he was like super young, um, the head of UCLA doctor that handled uh, cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. Dr. Oppenheim, I think, he was the head of cerebral palsy. He told us, oh, your son would never walk Uh. regular. He would always be in a wheelchair. Do you know, and, and this is the one thing that I'm grateful. So when my son actually went to junior high school, His uh, one-on-one aid was there. His physical therapy went there, you know, because they had to allow all this, right? I had, so he had went through maybe two surgeries already because every time he had to hit growth spurts, you know, they had to cut his legs, rotate them, and adjust them right. At one point, I had, I'm not going to say I, I'm going to say I because I was there every day for therapy three days Mm -hmm. a week. (laughs) So I did have (laughs) to help. Uh, But we had him. Walk the whole school, the whole football field, by himself without nothing, nice. and I have it on tape. Mm-hmm. And I show him this all the time, just to remind him, like, dude. Jimella
0: to the doctor. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, like
1: never tell. Like that's the worst thing you could ever tell me is that I can't do that's something. Right. And don't ever tell my kids they can't do mm-hmm. something because I'm gonna make them do it, and they're gonna do it. Right. <laughs> that's, nice. interesting. right? Do it. that's
3: true. <laughs> Every parent we know, they have. I they must like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they, I know. Like, no, they never going to talk. They never going to success. They never
1: going to do this. And let's see. Look, when my son, and this is a true story. When my son was two years old, do you know I bought him a computer? Mm. But you know why? It's because what, during his one-year-old period, uh, me and his mom used to put a VCR. This is my back from VCRs. Mm-hmm. We used to grab He had this one VCR tape. forgot what show it was. And we used to put it in every morning. It was like a routine. So for a whole year, he knew that routine. So around two, two and a half, um, I woke up one morning and I watched him, I think I was in the kitchen, I watched him go get the VCR tape, put it in the VCR, turn on the TV, and press play. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Because he remembered the routine. At that moment, I knew my son was smart. So when someone told me he couldn't do something, I was like, no.
2: It's
0: just, yeah. <laughs> like I know my prepared. child. But it's yeah. that fire that's lit, right? I yeah. mean, similar to, you know, my son, he was, I was only six months pregnant when I gave birth to him. He's my miracle baby, right? He was a pound. And so same thing when he was in the NICU for three months, you kept hearing the same thing. 10% survival. He's not yeah. going to make it and, you know, all these things. And, and so now, you know, he's 18 and when he has self-doubts. I always remind him, you're a fighter, you're a right. fighter. You've gone through X, Y, and Z. And I remind him of all the barriers that he had and all the challenges and uh, how he was able to overcome them so he can believe in himself. Yeah. You know? right. so, exactly. so it's really important for us to build um, those self-advocacy mm-hmm. skills in our kids and that confidence and that belief in themselves because they have gone all their life um, hearing otherwise. Mm-hmm. From teachers, yeah. from doctors, from therapists. You know, sometimes us as parents, you know, it's hard for us to always be 100%, right? right and right. sometimes we self-doubt, too. So mm. um, we want to make sure that that doesn't spill over to our kids. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, oh, you know, going God. back
1: to the, yeah. um, to the school thing, um, again, I, w- I was very fortunate to have a sister that was on the board. Yeah. So you can't imagine how many IEPs I had to Oof. go through to get him to junior high school. Can't imagine. But she gave me this big book. And she was like, "No," and she you was highlighted. No, she was highlighted up. You go into those IEPs and you show them this, show them this, show them this. And finally, we, we you know, they gave him a chance, and uh, he went to junior high school, yeah. did well. And the one thing that surprised me is because so when he transferred from junior high school to the high school, mm-hmm. I had to go through another set of the IEPs, right? Because at that point, you're going from one class to another, and there's like, because he was in a walker. He was like, he's not going to, with so many high school kids running and doing that, they was like, they was afraid that someone was was going to get hurt, Mm -hmm. how he's going to go make it, you know, to the next class in time. Well, IEP is adjustment for everything, not just learning, but guess what? He got to leave 10 minutes early before the bail to go to the next class. Mm -hmm. That was one of the adjustments. And so he made it and he graduated.
0: And something so simple as that, right, yeah, makes so it or breaks it, you right. know. And it's just, and it's not just for academics; it's for for everything. When you have um, really good teachers or, or parents that have that insight on their child and to really devise a really good IEP plan, that helps that child be successful in in more yes. ways than once. Not only yeah. academic, or you know, something similar to you. My son suffered from you know social anxiety during lunch, and so he. We had something similar in his IEP where he had to, um, we had to add in where he left about 10 minutes before the bell rang for lunch because he would not eat if the cafeteria was full. Mm -hmm. And so uh, having him be able to go to the cafeteria before it got really full, allowed him the time to get his lunch and find a seat where he was comfortable and be able to socialize without having all the anxiety. And also things like that are so important, and people overlook that. Wow.
1: And I I was shocked that in in high school um, it was a lot of his classmates that helped him Mm -hmm. more than the teachers. Hmm. like. I was shocked. Like they would, some of them would say, "Mike, like, I'll hold your, because that was another thing. It was like, how are you going to get his books? You know, he had to go to the locker, get another pair of books, go to the next class. His classmates helped him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they was like, I'll hold your books. Let's go. I found
3: Aww. the same thing I with my son. That. Yeah. They have these uh, sometimes Fridays movie night, and. When I, my son came out from the school, I say, oh, I was taking care of him, okay? I was looking at him at oh, some yeah. of his classmates. Okay.
1: So. And Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. and, and one mm-hmm. thing I love about Santa Clarita School District is they have this um, no-nonsense bullying um, rule. Like, bullying in Santa Clarita School District is a no-no. Yeah. And all the kids oh, support wow. it. So for me, for, for, uh, for me, it was big when we went to high school and we went to the orientation and everything. Yeah. A lot of the students there on our first day they took after him mm-hmm. so for the whole four years he was there they watched after him they didn't let nobody mess with him nothing Not that. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was goodness. great yeah mm-hmm. so I loved it
2: Such, yeah you guys are I love how you guys are sharing the stories you know and and being able to to support each other through mm-hmm. that
1: so. no because it, it it's a lot, like one, yeah. with, uh, parents with kids with disabilities. I mean, you ladies know it's, it. It takes a toll. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's it's not easy, and so sometimes I even get you know when volunteers don't want to help or something because mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's one of those things where it's fear. Like I don't know what to do. Like even when I became a coach, like even though I know my son, it was like yeah. I don't know what to do with these other kids. Like I don't know how to act or. You know, it's, it's a fear.
3: Do you know they compare the experience of a parent with a special needs kids like a person who's in the front of the battle for the stress, for the experience, for all the fears, all the... So, yeah, it's, it's important. That's why it's very important to be together with other people like us because right. mm-hmm. we feel discomfort when we talk about yeah. the, right, the yeah. situations.
1: And, it, it, I mean, once you get involved and you see it's not, it's not as bad as, you know, you think in the beginning. Yeah. So that's what I love about you know our our little community, um, and I hope hope to bring more awareness to it and let people know like we do need support.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes.
1: it's not easy because we live with it every day.
0: Emotional support. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know. Um, yeah. So,
0: and we have our um, support group. We meet the second and fourth Friday of the month at the regional center. And, um, so that's one of the things that we like to do is be able to provide a support network for the families. And then they build, um, um, yeah, relation, you know, amongst themselves and friendships. And then it's nice to then see them go camping on their own or, um, going out to the movies and, Hey, you take care of my kid this week Mm -hmm. and I'll take care of yours. And, um, so that's really what it's all about. And, um, you know, during our, um, support groups, it's not only just networking, but, the workshops their trainings and um you know we try to provide information and and yeah. things like that so and and
3: also that um like when we we have this uh, month the um our um, social, social group. group here and uh, it's interesting because the kids get together but also the parents mm. are talking to each other socializing sharing information so our kids are able to to talk to other kids like them and siblings because it's part of the inclusion, and the
0: parents are talking to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Friday night. Everybody's so happy. Nice. Yeah, we're right next door at the Moe's Cedar. Yeah, so right we do oh, that okay. the second um, Friday of the month from 6 to 8. Wait, we where? have a, right here at Moe's Cedar. Right next door. We ha- there's a creative space right here at Moe's Cedar. And oh. so, yeah, you should go. I didn't know that. Was, was no, wait it. a
1: minute. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. You guys do the art socials.
0: Yeah, that's the mm. art socials. Yes. Okay, and yeah, it's okay. for teen young adults, and it's just a safe space for them to come and express cool. their feelings through art, and, um, yeah. you know, my, my son's not huge on art, but he brings his Dungeons and Dragons and Chess, and it's fine. Whatever makes you happy. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just oh, a good, a judgment-free place where you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing, yeah. Do your own yeah.
2: thing. Yeah. And that's
1: the second Friday of every month.
0: Second Friday, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Actually, I, my cousin, um, shout out to Mariana, she actually just got her master's, and I asked her, so what are you going to do now? She's a, a special ed um, nice. teacher, and she's actually done this for a, lo- a, quite a quite a while, and we graduated the same year. Um, but she just graduated and got her master's, and oh, I asked her, so what are you going to do now? She said, oh, no, I love where I'm at. She said, You know, my kids need me. But that's very that important. That you know,
3: this is very. the problem yeah. we find in some teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to love what they do. Oh, she loves every passion. step because of the way. Mm-hmm. Empathy and uh, free to, to help these kids. The problem is when they are not. Yeah. Because, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but they make more money than a regular teachers. Mm. So sometimes some teachers decide to do this. Because money. Yeah. But if they don't love what they do, sometimes it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. And she it loves it every kids. second
0: of it. Well, definitely we look forward to her. Is she yeah. on the side No, she is Aww. not. She is in
2: Orange County. <laughs> yeah, Oof. and I was so telling fun. her, I said, you know, Mariana, I said, your story has so much, you know, and it's great that you are able to kind of relate with some of the kids. Um, she does, uh, it's high school, um, so she kind of... Um, you know, I mean, I'm putting her business out, but <laughs> she came here at the age of eight years old from El Salvador, mm-hmm. you know, and she's had to go through a lot to and put herself through school and she's fought for this yeah. um, and she's been passionate about it for a very long time. So that just cool. seeing her, right, you know, go to the next level and love what she does. Um, I thought it was great. So just hearing everything that you guys say, you know, I guess I was just taking it in, and knowing, you know, someone on the other end. And she doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. So she really lo- lo- does what she does uh, because she, she loves, loves it. Yeah. You know, she loves them. the kids. And she's like, yeah, you know, like I just, I love connecting with them um, and being passionate. I think it's key. But most importantly, she said, I do it because I know my kids need me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and she's mindful of that. You know, just wanting to support each other mm-hmm. on that and with parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I did have another friend that worked with um, elementary kids and again she's like this is a journey that I'm doing with the parents you know having to be that support um, you know and extending that so That's this important. is awesome yeah yeah thank think,
0: them on, on our behalf yeah <laughs>
2: and they love what they do yes. you know like one uh, another friend Um, she would always like um, tell me uh, uh, stories about you know a specific baby, and she goes, I he w- he had little cheeks. She goes, I sometimes I just want to like yeah, cheeks. like hold him and hug him. <laughs> but I love how she was so passionate about mm-hmm. him, you know. It's yeah, interesting
3: <laughs> because I have my son has a friend who was his friend since they were. Mm-hmm. She, f- she was four, he was two, and now she graduates from high school and she's gonna go to. She picked her career already. Yeah, and the career related with my son. The diagnosis and when I ask her why and she wants to be a therapist at ABA therapist and I say why are you gonna do that and I say because I love him
0: Aww. and because
3: I understand him and I wanna do for other kids what I, yeah. I, I she was doing for my son as a friend you know right. so that's it touched my heart and I say you know you're amazing but it's interesting how people who know them even if they don't yeah. they don't have relate. Uh, yeah. Relatives with them uh, and their family. Yeah. When they know them, they are they they show the empathy, but they also want to help them. Yeah.
2: So yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah, Amazing. no, it's good. Yeah. I love that. I love it all. <laughs> you know the one the one thing, and I, and I don't want to knock every teacher out there because they're a great teacher out there, but just to pick go back to your point because um, it's something that I actually went through with my son in the junior high school situation where the teachers, um, like you said, they just, they were just there for the money.
2: Mm-hmm. And that hurts mm-hmm.
1: so much more to us. Like, you just don't realize it. You're there for the money and the, the stability as a career you know, choice, yeah. but you're actually hurting us because you're not really being present. You're not really helping.
3: But I, I think, okay, if you are there for the money, do your job. You know, but that's yeah. the problem. Right. I find out in my own experience, my son has a teacher. And when I ask her, uh, like, Basic things like, did you read the IP when they have to do it in the beginning of the year? She said, I was so busy. I have too many kids, and I have no time to read the IP. And that's when you say, why are you here? You have 12 students. Other teachers have 20, 40 40 students. And you have only 12, and you're not able to know your own students, and you have no time, and you have an attitude, and... What, what you are teaching your students.
1: Right. But she's just there babysitting. Yeah. This, yeah. said. And that's why I said, like, they just wanted your kids to sit there and color all day. Like, they, like yeah. there's something so they're right waiting <laughs> for. Exactly. Right.
0: But you that's know, exactly on the same token, you know, I do want to give a shout out to my uh, two of my son's teachers, actually, um, Mr. Jason Rosales and Ms. Myra. I think um, they started, um, it, you know, being from San Sangira Valley when I moved over here. And I saw the difference in um, everything. Um, They were gracious enough to, they they saw how I was uh, breaking down, right? And, you know, this was many years ago. And they said, okay, we're going to to come to your new school, your son's new school. They love my son. And um, they came and they toured the classroom. And they created a plan and said, this floor plan is, you know, not right. This is how it needs to be set up. And um, they did me the favor to look into the teacher credentials at that time. And, um, you know, so they were so, they were there for the right reasons. Right. And they Mm -hmm. taught me how to advocate for my son.
1: There's a lot of teachers out there. That are there for the right reason yeah. that's otherwise yeah. i said i want to knock all teachers no but there are a handful like, it's like any profession there's any always profession. a couple of bad yeah. apples right but they just don't realize you're really putting so much stress on us and so yeah. many more issues and we all have this. to fight through yeah because like what that. look what i went through i it's had to fight stressful. so much yeah. like it was like really
3: as yeah. you say i have to recognize right now my son is in high school and the last two teachers that they were helping him a lot they are working with him, they are trying to do the best for him and, and his success. Right. And yeah. he's now gonna go to 11th grade and he's in the track to have his high school diploma, but yeah. thanks because these teachers are doing their job and they love what I they love do it. The And I, love I think it, it really
0: just comes down to uh, the realizing it doesn't take that much. No, no it you doesn't. Know, really. It doesn't. You know, you just mentioned something as simple as letting him out, yeah. you know, before the next class. And, um, you know, simple accommodations here or there, um, Make a huge difference, and, and and I want to
1: shout out all my son's teachers. <laughs> at, yeah. No, in junior high school and high school, okay. yeah. it was all incredible because yeah. they helped him. They had yes. empathy. They had compassion for him, mm-hmm. and it worked. And so yeah. that's why he was able to succeed. Yeah. It was just the elementary teachers. I was like, "What are mm-hmm. y'all doing?"
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it
3: makes me so. But annoying.
1: I also know that they get paid for every head that's in there. Yes. And that—that's what I had a problem with. It's like, see, yes. you trying to keep my son here because of his head count. Don't do yes. that. And
0: let me tell and you. And that's why it's so different to get yeah. them out of. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about earlier was instead of starting them in that least restrictive environment right. and moving mm-hmm. downward if needed, right? You know, what are we seeing? We, right. We're seeing them. Oh, you got this label, this diagnosis. Now we're going to segregate you in this bed class. Right. And for you to try to take them out because you know your child. You know your child's ability. It's like pulling teeth. It's a battle, yeah. And so it should be, we should foster inclusivity. We should foster inclusive education where our kids are um, educated with their non-disabled peers. So we should start in a general education classroom, provide accommodations, then modifications then mainstreamed right and if all that fails and you exhausted all your related services and he's just not able to access his education then we can look into a sped classroom right. but, but the way things are being done especially here in our area is upside down yes you're being segregated first and then you have to fight for them to be included and
3: let me tell you mm. you
0: mentioned about
3: they are getting paid do you know they get extra bonus for every IP they do yeah. And sometimes we find out they just copy and paste for the last year. Sometimes yeah. some. They are copying from other students, and they oh. didn't delete that name of the Hold on, I, see, students. I didn't
1: want to so bring no. that up. Oh, do you know how stories. many IPs <laughs> I had to challenge, oh, and that's yes. why we went through so many? I was like, that is not true. Right? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. They do do that. Yeah. They
1: just copy and paste, and like they don't even really evaluate your child.
0: Yeah. People are probably listening and saying, "No, they don't." Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think well, my 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 son has been called Sandra. Yeah. You know and all not. these like, and yeah. I'm like, wait, this is Sandra's uh. IP. Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, no. when he's Even in the medical
2: field, <laughs> doctors, that's what they do. Copy <laughs> and paste, copy so and paste. Sometimes you forget. It's so yeah, it's, no, it's unfortunately society. I don't think it's just them. <laughs> and, and no, the no, worst no, thing yeah. is yeah.
3: when they translate the documents for parents and they are using yeah. Google Translate and they are getting paid like $1,200 for the translation. Yeah. yeah. So
0: when you say, really? Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I don't want to bash... Uh, you know, teacher organization because there are a lot of great teachers out there. Yes, they are. So no, go, go. And,
0: and just want to add that, you know, for those teachers that do go into special education, I want to thank them a million no, percent 100%, because 100%. it yeah. is Hard. hard. I mean, if I am dealing with my son and I want to pull my hair sometimes, I mean, <laughs> I could just imagine being in a classroom of 12 and 15. Yes. Yeah. So we do want to give credit where credit is due. Uh-huh. And yeah. we just, you know, can't be blinded by all these other issues that exist right. that we need to bring light to.
1: No. Right. Yeah. So so at that says on your number three item here, where it says um, planning and uh, advocate for programming for individuals, I mean, how, how did that go? How did for, they take that?
0: For which one? For... Adaptive programming or yeah,
1: well, just uh, your item number three it says inclusive city um, okay. planning and yeah. ad- adapt- mm. adaptive programming for individuals. Yeah.
0: That's the one that we were talking about um, creating those adaptive programs right, right. for the city. So, I mean, we are hoping to get a meeting with um, both cities, uh, the council members from both cities, and really relay to them the importance of why this is needed. And uh, hopefully, you could start um, creating our own action plan there mm-hmm. and you know we're here to support as much as we can um the need is out there is there's uh you know you've seen it it's out there for not only recreational but for tutoring programs for after school programs mm-hmm. we hear so many parents um telling us uh, my child is not accepted into an after school program because of their behaviors, or because yeah. the staff is not trying to be able to manage, you know, their oh. needs. And, and so there's one more thing that they're missing out on. And so there's, yeah, there's a lot of room for growth in our cities mm-hmm. here. Yeah.
1: And I even think, because uh, even when my son went to college, College of the Canyons, like that was a battle yeah because that's just a whole nother beast right
0: and it's gotten college of the candidates has gotten really well now with their unique ability um unique able program that they have for individuals with needs mm-hmm. so it's come a long way
1: no you're right but i think uh like when he went he's 26 so what was that uh whew, like a few years seven eight years ago yeah. when he went so yeah i think that was um in the beginning and like it, it Like they actually didn't have anything for him. Yeah. Like so, we had to fight for that, and Mm -hmm. you know, he finally went. I think he went for like two years. Uh, He didn't do so well, uh, unfortunately, but that's because they didn't have nothing in place Mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. But I was still proud of him that he gave it two years, and you know, he did the best best he could. And showed up. Right. right. He showed up. Uh, So now he's he's in a different program now, doing extremely well. Uh, I forgot the name of the program, but he goes and uh, they like every day is a different thing. Like. Um, Monday is cooking day. Tuesday mm-hmm. is they go out to the library. They work on resumes. Like Wednesday, Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Life skills. Life skills. They go mm-hmm. out. They, wow. they make him take a bus from his home to the mall and yeah. uh, just socialize yeah. and, you know. And
2: that's, yeah, actually, I have two cousins. Oh, my God. Now that I'm thinking of I do have two cousins that actually do that. I yeah. specifically, um, so chill. she's a social worker, and she used to, like, um set up appointments with her clients at a certain place, and she used to um, teach them how yeah. to ride public transportation to mm-hmm. and from. So that was her job. She used to set up, like, just different appointments and just teach them, um, you know, how to be independent. Mm-hmm. And another niece, um, Brienne, she also, um, in Pasadena, Um, PCC, so I think that's what it's called, Pasadena City College, yes. Um, They also um, teach them life skills, like how to apply um, for work and going to school. So there are a lot of uh, different colleges. Um, I think she did, one of them did it out of CSUN, and the other one did it out of, um pasadena yeah, yeah. And,
1: and and it's it's like a job too yeah. like my son is not allowed to miss so many days or yeah like or they, mm-hmm. they kick him out so it's like a job like you get fired right. like you got to yeah. be there every day these mm-hmm. like i think his time is 12 30 to 4 so it's, it's it every single builds day built accountability, just. accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: and those are great i mean i know season has another wonderful program you know it's just a bit if we have some families actually that drive their children over yeah. the season to take advantage of that uh, type of program that they have over there. It's the Explorer program, I think it's yeah. called. Um, unfortunately here in Palo Valley College, we don't have any of that. And um, when my son attempted to go to college, um, he, you know, the IEP no longer applies, right? They follow something similar to what we call a 504. They have to mm-hmm. follow ADA laws. But it, those are very simple accommodations. Right. And especially if you have um, a student that has, a all these accommodations and modifications embedded throughout their whole K-12 to mm-hmm. education, to put them out in the real world is really difficult, yeah. especially if they've always been um, prompt dependent on a one-on-one yeah. for them to now expect to, you know, be on time on their own or navigate the classrooms on their own or have mm-hmm. time management. Um, it's really difficult. And so we would love to be able to um, target that in the future as yeah. well and try to develop something here locally yeah. to provide more support for right. our students, yeah. because they have the brains to do it. No, they, they just, um, you the know, support. they need the support.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also um, it's, it's up to us parents to, to um, reinforce all that. Like for instance, like me and um, his mom, like, so it's his responsibility to get up every morning. It's his responsibility. If you're not going in guess what you got to call. You have to call your transportation. Mm-hmm. You got to let your uh, ride know, like hey, I'm not feeling well or whatever. Like he has to do everything. Like so, yeah. we don't really do much that's okay for, okay for him. So yeah, it yeah, builds responsibility, right. mm-hmm. and we're big on it. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's important. You know, mm-hmm. for us as parents, mm-hmm. to take a step back and let them fail sometimes. As my husband tells me all the time, let you know. And I think it's harder for me as a mom to do that because I'm <laughs> I always want to you know of cover course. him and you know that's protect him, part. keep it in his bubble. But that's not the real world, right? So my husband tells me, let him fail. Yeah, let him fail. It's right. okay. It's okay we'll to do that. Yeah. And so you know when he does, oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, but it's a great learning it. experience too. for him, right?
2: Yeah. It's also part of our process, and like you say, it right, putting them into the real world. Well, that's also part of our reality, right? That's right. We tend to fail, but they're lessons. Yep. So how is he supposed to know when to pivot if and he g- grow from that? Yeah, mm-hmm. even even if you're him.
3: hiding, like to. Like Farah, when you're looking at him, <laughs> yeah, he's that's doing okay. well, but uh, he doesn't know you're looking. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
1: it's very important. Great. well. Anyway, so uh, could we're almost running out of time. Um, no,
0: let's stay here well, longer. Okay. <laughs> 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 what's next for you guys? Oh gosh,
3: what's well, next for us? We, we're we trying to do more, and uh, we're planning more activities. We're trying to get more people help because it's only with you, only Rosie and me. Uh, we're trying to. Uh, open more programs, create more programs, yeah. and create more uh, awareness, and grow, grow, grow the community. You know, because all we want is uh, they they know we are here. Our yeah. kids are here, and they need to be here, but with the supports they need. Because sometimes, like you mentioned, some something uh, they are hiding in their houses because the community is not ready for them. Right. No, so now we're trying to open the community for them, include them in everything and do activities like other people Mm, do with all the support and especially with the people understand. So they have the needs uh, and they need the support and they need to be accepted because it's it's, it's really hard, you know. We all experience other people like judgments or comments or, or Sometimes because they don't know it happened to us, like the police. You know, Mm. our kids, especially kids with autism, they don't look like they have any disability, and we are we trying to educate the police and other um, uh, governmental offices how they look, and not because they don't look like they have a a disability, Uh, they have the right to treat them. But you know yeah, because no. this is the problem we we find out because they don't look like uh, they have a disability and they have a behavior mm-hmm. and my son is uh, taller than me Rosie's son is taller than her and if they have a, a behavior what's going to happen with the people around what yeah. they going to do they're going to call the police or if the police is there what they going to do yeah. we're trying to create this awareness in the community and we want they are they know we are here our kids are here And they have to be ready for that. So that's what we want.
2: And the sheriff department um, does have a specific, um, um, I guess, a specific group for that as well, for the mental health. Yeah, the MET team. team. So I know um, firsthand, um, so I was part of the civilian um, group that they have. Um, So they educate the public a lot. But what I realize is that there's not enough manpower.
3: The problem is they don't know. Yeah. That difference between a regular person and a person without a yeah. disability. its They just problem. don't have
2: enough um, people or officers in general. Um, they try to train as much as possible. But sometimes, you know, when they're being held up elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know, like by the time they come to this scene, you know, maybe it could have elevated. Um, so they are trying, but to be completely honest with you, when it comes to any, any I think... Um, law enforcement. They, they are they, well, they just don't have enough people they're very overwhelmed right now (laughs) they are
0: overwhelmed Um, prior to COVID our partner Liz um, again she's a BZBA so she um, was the one in charge of the trainings and so um, every was like every three months at the Mm -hmm. Lancaster Sheriff stations they Mm -hmm. had new deputy orientations and so we will go into the new deputy orientations and we prepared these pamphlets for the new deputies because sometimes when you're a seasoned deputy you already more or less are you know familiar with your community Mm -hmm. but when you're new deputy you may not know who you know, who your community really is. Mm -hmm. And so we um, provided them with uh, brief trainings during the new orientation so they can be aware that, especially, you know, when you have, uh, like my son, you've seen my son. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's six foot. And um, we call him like those in, in... invisible disabilities right it's not like something um, like a down syndrome or cerebral palsy where you can physically see okay Mm -hmm. there is a disability there i have to perhaps um approach this person a bit differently when you have um something like autism um you know it's not always just evident right away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so what we found is that sometimes um, law enforcement thinks, well, he's not listening to mm-hmm. me, he's running away, um, he's evading me, yeah. or, and so that could cost a very negative um, interaction between yeah. them. So we try to make sure that we educate our parents as well to talk to their children um, about law enforcement, and especially in our culture growing up, we will hear our parents <laughs> say, I'm going to yeah. call the police, you know, if you're bad, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> they <And implement> so, <laughs> yeah. so we want to make sure that's not, you know, being right. said, is, we don't yeah. want to instill fear. Yeah. In our in our kids, and so in um, talking about that, we have a safety um, booth that we're going to have on the twenty fourth okay. at the Lancaster Sheriff Station. They have an open house, and so we're going to have information about the MET uh, awesome. team there. Yeah. Um, LA County Sheriff's also has this great program called the Special Response Team that we advocate very much yeah. for our parents to. It's a volunteer information form, and um, it's very helpful for the um, deputies responding to any house call. Yeah. To be able to have that information to know that in this home, this residence, they may be an individual with a specific need, and so they're better, that's better equipped like, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, things nice. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because in my right along, we did have to respond to some, and there really wasn't much information that they can do for them. You know. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are working hand in hand with them. And I think that's the biggest, um, impact that we can do, um, as community leaders, um, is if there is a concern, be proactive, mm-hmm. get involved, hey, knock on the door. Cause they are willing to hear, they are willing to work yeah. with you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is so oh, exciting. No. Thank, you Thank you guys.
1: Thank
2: you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So up. we're gonna end with our crush your goal, <laughs> yeah. crush your crush. Oh, crush yeah, your crush, crush your
3: goal. <laughs> yeah. a title's and it,
2: scary. <laughs> you know, and it comes from Susan Lori Parks, and it says, "Be bold. Envision yourself living a life that you love. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Be bold. I think that's that's the biggest, um, I guess, hiccup for a lot is you hold back. You know, you always think about, well, the what if, yeah. you know, and am I going to fail? It's like, you know what? Just be bold about it. Just do it. Yeah, just do what you love and love what you're doing. And everything else will fall into play. I I really highly uh, believe that. I believe in that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. Everything
1: will fall. Everything always works yeah. out.
2: Like for me, I got to see Joe Kelly. I have to say it on the air. I'm a huge <laughs> Dodger fan. Are you kidding me? So he's my pitcher and... <laughs> And I thought it was super awesome. He got to sign my Kershaw jersey, but nice. yeah, I had to let it, I had to get it all out. <laughs> I'm a huge baseball fan, good so. Good. Love it.
0: You Have know. you gone to any of the local baseball
2: here? No, I heard that there's going to be an exhibition game um, here locally at the Jet You know, I was really, um, really bummed out when they yeah. stopped. Because um, when we did move back from um, Los Angeles, um, I mean, Dodger Stadium was, uh, skip and a hop away from mm-hmm. us, so we got to watch a lot of the games. um But we, you know, when the Jet Hawks kind of moved away, yeah. it was a bummer. Just going out there, getting a hot dog, not very inexpensive. But
1: you know, it's a new um, team. They have
2: a new there's team. There's a new team. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Lancaster Soundbreakers. Soundbreakers. I mean, like, yeah. it's the Beckles League. Yeah. Uh, not, so there's you know, going to be a game going
0: break. on soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they've already had a couple games. I want to say yeah. the next one's on the 24th. Yeah, they've already had a couple something games. like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm excited so about we gotta that. we got to go and support them, too. We do. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's activities for families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, it's not just, you know, um, families with special needs that struggle with activities. I think it's our youth, period, yeah. all around. Get
0: them off that phone. Yeah, my, my kids
2: are all like, well, what do I do? Especially, Where do I go? Especially you know? don't
3: need to go that far to go exactly. to a baseball game yeah. or to go to the museum. We yeah. have a lot and of bowling. activities in week. Yeah, because yeah.
2: Yeah, it's really? like, what do I do? do? I just go to the mall and it's like, there's I so know. many windows. I <laughs> to <try> two hours <laughs> just to go
0: to the museum.
3: No.
2: Yeah, we spend like hours at the movies because that's, that's really right. all there is to do, so... <laughs>
0: right. All right. I'm looking forward to the flash tomorrow. Yeah. Talking about movies. I heard that <laughs> that's gonna be fan. good.
2: Yeah, because I love the Batman. So oh. yes, yeah, Batman's too. my guy. And he's gonna be with the Flash. <laughs> Actually, over the week I got to see Fast and the Furious and um, Transformers, and both of them that's were what just I Ill. Transformers. Oh my god. The opening was yeah. just dope. I mean, you know I'm a Wu Tang fan, so, <laughs> so yeah. right? So that's all. I I won't give it away. That's all I have to say is I'm a huge hip-hop fan, and I love the fact that they have a lot of New York Mm -hmm. hip-hop in that movie or music. So that's dope.
0: Okay, say say no more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What did I tell you last time? Mike, peace, peace, God. Well, thanks said, so much for having us. Diana is ready to
1: go because I she's ready so to get to her carpool. Well, thank you, ladies, for stopping <laughs> by uh, from, from ABC and Grow. Yay. We appreciate you. Thank you for uh, being an advocate in the uh, disability world yeah. and uh, being a pillar in this community. Thank you. Yeah. And thank uh, you for anything. Anything, thank you. anything you guys need from me, obviously, just call and, and I'm there
2: and yeah, this wasn't so sure. bad right rosie it wasn't yeah. i was I told you <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly it really is just a conversation with yeah. a few good friends so yes that's, that's, that's the good. best way to describe it and, and you
1: know? next time bring Bella. yeah yes. sorry <laughs> now <villain. we laughs> <tell laughs> remember <Brina. laughs> i
3: told you i want to create a, the podcast about scary oh, yeah, yeah. stories that's yeah. my dream but this is my my t- there you my, go i feel like I we're a huge Prime this time. That's right. Yeah, but we
1: we can still do that. So let's just us talk <laughs> about it because we need need to keep these conversations going. yeah we do. So we got to bring more awareness to it. More and more and more can. Yeah.
3: yeah. So just Thank let you. me. Know. Thank you. I right. bet. All right, y'all. We out. <laughs> All right, be, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be well. Be
1: well.